So um, we'll start off with obviously hashtag your media. I want to be fun. Uh, the do's and don'ts of social media. I um, my name is Amanda Majors. Hopefully this will work. It does. Um, my name is Amanda Majors. I am a wife, a mom of four. Um, and when I about five years ago fell in love with social media, it was because I wanted to serve in my church, but I couldn't bring all four kids with me. So I decided when they said that there was, hey, we want somebody to join the social media team. I was like, yeah, it sounds great. Why not? Um, so I, I've come to love it. I actually serve at one church as the social media director. Um, I work at the Ohio Ministry Network um, as the assistant to Nate Ortiz in the youth, uh, direct, in the youth department. <laughs> so, um, so that's a little bit about me, but the truth is, is I, I'm so excited that you guys are here because I have a huge passion to see more and more churches use social media to the full ability that it can be used to. Um, so other things that I've done is I've done social media for Reach Conference for the Youth Ministries. Um, Teen Girl just happened just a few weekends ago um, for Time Apart for the Women's Ministries. So I've done a few. So hopefully I can give you guys a few tips along the way that I've learned. Um, currently right now, I just looked this up the other day and I can't even believe it. 1.6 billion active users on Facebook and 600 million active users on Instagram. So Jesus was really good about going wherever the people were, no matter what. Like, anybody thought about him, he would go where they would go. Um, so, with all these people on Facebook and Instagram, it's time that we go where the people are, and the people are on social media. So, my whole thing is going to be just about going there. Um, one of the big things that I'm super passionate about is the fact that usually your church is getting church shopped before you, people even walk in the door. People are church shopping your church in their pajamas, at home, via your Facebook, your Instagram, your website. So if you're either not super active or not on there at all, they don't even know you exist. So it's super important that this, these people know who you guys are. Um, this my next <laughs> um, so just a few other little stats. 82% of 18 to 29 year olds use Facebook. 79% of 30 to 49 year olds use Facebook. Um, the age bracket of 45 to 58 year olds is the fastest growing demographic on Facebook. In the last year, it's grown by 46%. Not over the time that Facebook's been around has it grown 46%, just in the last year. Um, these are the people that would church shop your church. They would look through all the churches in the area, and every week they would go to a different church to check out how the greeters or the hosted, to check out your worship, to check out your kids' ministry, to check out your message. They would go do that every week. Well, they're not doing that anymore. So again, if you're not on Facebook then they don't even know you exist. Um, or if you haven't posted for two months, then what do they think of your church? Do they feel like they can go there? Do they feel like they would fit in there? Um, just a few different little stats that I've, I picked up. Instagram is used by 31% of women, 24% of men, and 75% of Instagram users take action. So that what that means is after they look at a post on Instagram, they go to your website. They want to find out your service times. They want to find out where you're located. They want to find out what your kids' ministry is like. These are all important to the people that are on social media. So, what's the best, best platform for your church? Um, I would say it all depends. Depends on your demographic, different things. If you're a youth pastor, I definitely recommend you start at Instagram. For a church, start on Facebook. Um, if you are a small church and you don't have the resources to maybe have a website or keep up a website, Facebook is the next best thing. 
And really, even if you have a great website, you need Facebook too. Um, so it's super, super important. Um, so use Facebook like your Instagram. I'm, I'm super passionate about this part. Um, you can't use your Facebook, your church's Facebook, like your personal account. So the big thing like that, you have to make sure you have the correct address, the correct phone number, the service times, and not just once, like seven times. You want to make sure that wherever they're scrolling, wherever they're on as a page, that they know all those things. Um, one of the things that we've started doing at One Church is on every single post, we put the address and the service times. I don't know that we're getting like huge engagement back on that, but I want to make sure people know where to go to find Jesus. I want to know. I want them to know where to go. So, um, so we got to keep it all these things. But on top of that, treating it like a business card. So spelling errors, grammar errors. We can't spell the word great gr with the number eight. We, we can't, we can't, we got to make sure that those are, those are important to people. So think about it. If you have a young family business professional looking at your Facebook, what are they going to think? Do they want to come there? Do they not want to come there? It all depends. Um, so those are super important. For example, I looked up a few, um, dental offices. So if you got a recommendation to go to a dental office and you looked up their Facebook and you went to this dental office, I'm not sure why there's a picture of a person. Um, I'm not sure if this is even like a dental office, right? And the other thing that I noticed is the last time that they posted was 2015. And in that post, they use the word I a lot. Um, use approx instead of approximately. Um, those things might seem like they don't matter, but they do to people. Not posting for months at a time makes somebody think that maybe your church is shut down. You don't want it to shut down. You don't want them to think that. We're still open. We want people here. We want people to come in the door. Um, I think I found another one. So this is a good one. Great graphic up here as their logo, logo so that you know who they are. Um, you got their home, about. You can book an appointment right from Facebook. Facebook gives you these options. You can either go to the website, you can call people, you can send a message, you can book an appointment, um, which is huge. From the, compared to the first one to the second one, where do you think that we're going to go? We're going to go to the one where we can just click the button and book a an appointment. It's the same thing with your church. Um, so here's a few things that are great on Facebook. Um, there's certain things on Facebook that will perform better and then there are certain things that will perform worse. Um, a look into your church is huge. What's important to you? So if connecting is important to you, then get somebody with a camera. Another thing that might be like kind of like intimidating is I don't have photographers at my, at my church. I can guarantee you I have somebody that's really good at taking pictures with their phone. <laughs> Our phones, my iPhone has like an amazing camera. That's how we started. That's how I started. I would run around the church with my camera and take pictures of worship because I just want people to come in the door. So um, what's important to you? Is connecting important to you? Take pictures of the lobby with people hugging, smiling, happy to see the people that they love. Um, what else is important to you? Kids ministry. Take a picture of your volunteers interacting. Um, your team interacting. Super important to like young moms that are looking and kind of moms that are looking online for Facebook is if they see a fun, engaging kids atmosphere. I'm not going to drop my kids off if I see like just kids sitting in the corner of like a dark gym. They might have been having fun there. They might have been playing hide and seek, but I don't know that through the picture. And it really pulls to your heartstrings. All of that pulls to your heartstrings. Um, so what's important to you? Uh, graphics for upcoming events. 
I know that like uh, Dustin Cooper was just in here. Um, it's huge. We got to make sure that people know what's going on. So update your events. Facebook has um, a spot to like actually put events on there. You can get all the where they're at, what time they're at, who's going to be there. You can invite people. One of the things that we do at um, one church is once we're going to have an event, everybody goes on and invites their friends. Anybody. It doesn't matter if you live in Columbus or not. Everybody can come to our one big party or our barbecue or whatever it may be. So make sure that those are all up to date. Make sure that not just are your graphics up to date, but if you, for example, have Christmas services, make sure now in March that that's not the last thing that they see, right? Because we want to make sure that people know that we're, we're constantly doing things. Maybe your baptism service or maybe your child dedications are coming up. Graphics are great for that. Feature your kids' ministry and your youth ministry. Um, parents want to see what's going on with youth ministry too. Um, I did mention before, like if you're a youth pastor, Instagram is usually your go-to. It's a little bit of the younger generation gets on there. I, I heard a funny stat that teenagers don't want to be on Insta- or on Facebook anymore because their parents are on Facebook. So, so do Facebook for the the parents and do Instagram for your youth. Um, just pictures of what to expect. I don't I. About six years ago was the last time that we went church shopping and walking into a new church for the first time, you don't know what to wear. Um, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what the worship service is going to be like. You don't know what the message is going to be like. You don't know any of that stuff. So make sure that you include all that stuff. So on Sunday mornings, I make sure that I have a list of um, things that I need to get out. I need to get out connecting, whether it be in the parking lot, in the lobby, um, in the kids area. I need to get out message just to highlight the message that we're talking about. I need to get out worship, again, to highlight the awesome worship experience that you can have there. And then I need to get out um, kids because kids are super important to us. And in each one of those posts, it's important that you're on purpose as well. Um, in the message and in worship, make sure that you're taking pictures of, of, of full seats. There's nothing more discouraging than seeing somebody up there, like there's one person in worship and there's seven empty seats. I don't know that I would walk in because I'd be like, am I going to be the only one there? (laughs) Um, Or in your kids' ministry, make sure that the background isn't like crumbled up graham crackers all over the place. Hey, this is not a safe atmosphere for my kids. I don't know if I want to go there. So just different ideas, things, be on purpose and be intentional about what you post. So I brought up this Facebook. This is uh, Crossroads Community Church. I'm not sure where it was. I was on purpose to not pick ones in Ohio, (laughs) not pick on anybody. Um, so they do a great job at posting, but this picture, the pastor's head's cut off. Now, you can click on here and see the full picture, but you don't always get a second click. So you've got to be intentional. Um, same thing down here, the pastor's head's cut off. <laughs> so you, just, you, ha- you have to be intentional. You can't give another click. Um, you can't hope that they'll do that. Um, this is like my crush church because I think they do an awesome job. Their, their pictures are beautiful, and their captions are always like, on point. It's down in Miami, Vu Church. Um, they do a really good job there. It's funny because they always look like a really big church, but they're actually only a church of like 200. But they always look like they're packed and they always look like they're having fun. Um, another one is Zoe Church in LA. Another, Their pictures are super crisp. And their, their captions are, which is something I didn't even think to mention, but I'm going to. Their captions are no more than like three sentences. You got to get sweet and to the point. Why are we here? Like, Happy Sunday. We're so excited for you to be here. Grab your friends and get here. Literally, that's it. That's all we need to say. So those are a few of my like churches that I look to. 
I'm going to go ahead and throw another one on here. This is actually my kids pastor who posted this, but great picture and engagement with our leaders. Um, just the smile on her face tells me as a mom that my kids are having fun in kids, in kids ministry and just calling out and saying like how much we appreciate our leaders. Again, just a church that loves their, the people that they have in there, not just about the building, but about the, the body, which is super important. So my main thing is, is let people see just a window into your church. And that's when we're going to go into Instagram. Totally going off my notes, like not even on my notes, guys. So Instagram, the big thing with Instagram is it's going to be like graphics versus pictures. Instagram is all about lifestyle. So it's a little different than Facebook. You're not going to want to post a graphic. Like people will see this, but they will most likely scroll right by it. And you can even tell by the likes is like nine likes to 109 likes. So this is a graphic as well, but it's lifestyle, like it's posed. So somebody just took their invite card, put it on the table next to a cup of coffee, and took a picture. Super easy, but it makes people look at it. It's pretty. It's fun to look at. So people will look at it, stop, and then actually read the message underneath it. Um, when promoting, for example, when promoting your small groups, this is, again, the graphics versus the pictures. It's lifestyle. Do you post a picture of people connecting in your lobby? Don't post a graphic of a small, um, small group. So on this one, people will probably look at that but they most likely will scroll by it. Because now that Instagram has changed their algorithms and stuff like that, there are ads in between what you normally scroll through. So it's important that we catch their eye. We've got three smile or four smiling people in this picture. That's going to catch my eye. I want to be in that picture. I want to, everybody wants a place to belong, right? So if we show them that, that they can belong there, that they can be there, that they can have friends, things like that, it's going to be way more appealing. Um... So next on Instagram and on Facebook, but mostly Instagram is your hashtags. Um, I made up a few hashtags that I would use for today. Um, is hashtag Columbus, Synergy, Leadership Training, Church Development, Ohio, Omen. And it's, I usually use around three to seven. They say that's like the sweet spot. Um, and I don't use ones that are just to us. So if I just did OMN, Synergy, Ohio Youth Ministries, if I did all those, then they might not be searched by a ton of people in Columbus. But the minute that I put in the Columbus one, I think it's like one point some thousand people have used that one. Or every once in a while we use as seen in Columbus. That's a huge one. We've actually gotten people who will reach out to us because of that hashtag. So it's important that you do a little mix of both. And it's all about the timing. Um, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. is like the sweet spot for pretty much everything. I think it's just because people are laying in bed and looking at their Instagram. <laughs> and same with Facebook. This is the same thing. It's a little different on Facebook, again, because you have a different demographic. But for the most part, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. almost all the time. 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Again, people are laying in bed. They don't want to get out of bed yet to get ready for work. It's the perfect time for them to scroll through and find out what's going on at your church. Um, right after work is, is good, too, 4.30, 5.30. And then we are a church, so 3 p.m. on Sundays is, like, the best time to get your name out there. People have gone to church, they've had lunch, and now they're going to go back and see what happened that day. So if they're going to church shop you, because maybe they had a bad experience that Sunday, and now they're going to like look through and be like, I need to find a different church. Or I haven't found a church, and we need to go to church. I know I'm supposed to be there. 3 p.m. on Sundays is absolutely perfect. So last, I have my info, but I wanted to give like a bunch of time to do some Q&A. Some other things in there that I have um, that I didn't even mention were just... Algorithms that Facebook is big with. Um, if you're going to post a video, don't post it straight from YouTube. 
YouTube and Facebook don't get along for some reason. We've noticed that. Um, if you're going to post right to it, I think it's because it's a Google product and they don't like each other. Um, but if, <laughs> if you're going to go live, make sure you announce it before you go live. On Facebook, there's the option to go live, um, and it will alert all your followers that you're going live. So you can use it to announce like big things, like we're going to have a big business meeting because we're possibly going to buy a new building, or we're going to have a barbecue and we want you to know about it. Or and what, how you would do the day before is, hey, we're going live at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Check it out. And then people will tune in for that. Um, just different videos and stuff like that. So does anybody have any questions? I want to make sure that you guys actually go home and do this. Go ahead. Uh, you had said use uh, five to seven hashtags. Mm -hmm. Is that after each post? Yeah. Okay. Every single post. And basically, so another thing on the hashtags, which is, I'm glad you even said anything about them, is I don't ever date my hashtags. And the reason why is because you lose all your um, history on them. So, for example, if we are doing, like, Baptism Sunday, if I did Baptism Sunday 2017, it would only be the Baptism Sundays in 2017. I would lose everything before that. So when everybody, when you click on it on a hashtag, it's going to pull up everything that's ever used that hashtag. So that's why it's fun to use like the personal ones on top of the local ones. Go ahead. You didn't mention Twitter at all. I didn't because I wanted to just get your first, the first two that I think you get the biggest bang for your buck. Um, with Twitter, so me personally, I think Twitter is slowly like, not going downhill, but it's, it's slowly losing followers day by day just because you don't get like the lifestyle as much as you do with like Instagram and Facebook. Um, but Twitter is great for our message notes. Twitter is great for your main points. You will get some uh, engagement on there. You're going to get more bang for your buck though on Facebook. <coughs> so if you're starting, I guess what, if you're starting from scratch, start with Facebook. Go ahead. Hey, dumb question ever. <laughs> Hashtags. You said to, I, I'm new to the hashtag no, okay. live, okay? So when you're hunting somebody, you said to follow you on, I don't know, explain hashtags more. Sure, no, that's perfect. Um, so hashtags basically, so for example, we use the hashtag 614church. When you click on that, it's going to pull up anybody who's ever used 614church. So 614 is a Columbus um, area code. So it's going to pull up anything that's used 614 church. So if somebody is looking for a church, for example, and they type in hashtag Columbus, hashtag church, it's going to pull up any posts with that hashtag on it. So it's almost like it tracks it. Okay. For example, you'll see even like myself, I use a hashtag for my kids. It's Major's uh, Party of Six. Anytime you click on that, you're going to see all my different posts. And that's for you to keep your stuff. Because like at an event I've seen, they want it like, okay, everybody put your hashtag to this yep um but then it's it's not just for your personal use it's for a global anybody who clicks on that hashtag will see all those different posts so like for a business or a church you want it global but like for my lifestyle like for my personal mm -hmm. i want to narrow it down that's why you do anywhere between three and seven because you're going to use like maybe three or four ones that are personal to yourself so one church is a uh, big one is one church my church so i'll okay. use that one but then i'll also use gehanna okay just so that i hit both Sets of people because we don't want to just we don't want to just hit the people who go to our church, but we don't want to just hit the people who don't go to our church. We want to hit a little bit of everybody. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Any other questions? Snapchat. Yes. Do you use it? Yes. I will tell you this: it takes a lot of manpower, um, but Snapchat is super fun. Um, Snapchat can be very raw, um, very. For example, 
walking into the walking into the building and having it on fast forward or putting a filter on your pastor while you're preaching. Um, just different fun things like that. We also <coughs> do for like our big events and I've done it for Reach Conference, for Teen Girl Conference, and Time of Court Part. We've done actual geo filters and you can basically like if you want to do a oh. geo filter for in here, you can go on the map and outline a fence around it and then that filter will show up on Snapchat. It's, it's a lot of fun, and more and more businesses are getting on Snapchat. However, it does take a lot of manpower. So I, I definitely start at Facebook, and as you grow that team, which I didn't even talk about growing your team, absolutely get your teenagers involved. They are naturals at this stuff. You might just have to, like, look it over as they go to make sure that they've got the grammar down, stuff like that. They're not getting a little too edgy. But I've had some great teenagers on my team who have helped me out. They're, they're in with it, they know it, and then that is the manpower that you need to do to do Snapchat. Yeah, but things like Snapchat, what is their utility to a church? What, is, what do you mean by that? Um, what's its purpose within a church? Um, to get your name out there, so that people know who you are. So if people are looking for a new church, and Snapchat, for example, is just, again, to see, like, inside your service. So, for example, um, on our Snapchat or what we've done with Reach Conference is we would go to each little part of it, and, and it's, it's literally only just a few seconds. I think it's a max of like three or five seconds, and it's like a little video or a little picture, and it makes people, it pulls your heartstrings to make you want, I want to be there. That looks like a lot of fun. I want to be there. Or um, during like a baptism service, I, I want to be there because this looks in, in, exciting, and I want to know what this is, what this means. So you have maybe a young adult who's looking for a new church and they find you on Snapchat and it gets them interested and wants to come to your church. Go ahead. So the post that you had got like, what, 6 million views or whatever? Yeah. So tell us about that. So I didn't post that. Um, we as a church did not post that. One of our, uh, the people who, one of our guys, a lot of the guys in his connect group were getting baptized. So he took a video, put a video together and posted it. And it just caught fire and just went crazy. So, but in that situation, it went crazy in good ways, it went crazy in bad ways, so you have to make sure that you react to it appropriately as well. Um, so we made sure that there was a response video and everything so people didn't think we were crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. You didn't mention MySpace. I didn't mention MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention MySpace or Zanga. If anybody knows who Zanga is, I totally know Zanga too. <laughs> but no, I didn't. But that's, it's funny though, now that you, but you mentioned that, so Facebook continues to grow. So we, we have to get on it. We as a church, we, we have to do this because it's continuing to grow. So MySpace died out. Um, another one of the, the stats that I found was that there are five new Facebook profiles created every second. Wow. Facebook isn't going anywhere. Get on Facebook. Get your church on there. Make sure that you're posting constantly. At least post on Sundays, maybe two times throughout the week, things like that, just so that you stay engaged. Um, any event that is posted, make sure that you keep people engaged. So if you know that you're going to have... Um, baby dedications coming up and you want to, there's a way to go ahead, put the website link on there to sign people up um, for baby dedications. Also, if you know, um, so we've got like a big service coming up, or just service altogether. We have a new message series coming up, so I'm going to talk about the new message series. And maybe it's, one of the things I didn't talk about was like boomerang, so keep it, does anybody know what a boomerang is? So it's basically just a video that goes back and forth, I think it's like six to 12 seconds. It just keeps on going back and forth. So basically, if I go like this, it just keeps going like this over and over again. 
Um, it just catches people's attention. But it basically you can say, hey, our favorite day is only two days away. you got to be here. New series. Can't wait to see you. And that's, that's literally it for the caption. Um, again, keep it short, sweet, to the point. But don't just use it for your Sunday mornings. Use it on top of that. Use it for any events that you have coming up. Maybe, like I said, you have small groups or connect groups that you're launching. Use it for that. You want people to see that digital that digital footprint along with your website. I know they talked about that like just in the session before this, but it's so important because that's how people are, are, are finding your church. Does anybody else have any more questions? That's a really good question. So when we started doing social media more and more and our social media like continued to grow, one of the things that I did is I found um, a bunch of people that were pretty active on Facebook, for example. Um, but not just were they active, they had different um, demographics of friends. Um, and what I did is I reached out to them. They were on like a Facebook message and I said, hey, I'm about to post about one big party this weekend um, or coming up maybe in two weeks. So like, I'm about to post about Easter. I need this to go to as many people as possible. I'm going to post. As soon as I post, can you guys share it? So I think the best way to do it is, one, we say we want to stay professional, right? So we want it to come from the church, but then we can share it from there. And what that does is it brings people back to the church's web, uh, yeah. Facebook and then back to the website. Yeah. So it directs them all back to that one thing, the service times, the phone number, where we're at kind of thing. So get, that's another way to just grow your social media is to have the people who are already very active on Facebook help you with it. Right. And I can guarantee they would share it anyway because they, they love being there. What about Instagram? No, it, you can, um, but you have to use like an extra app to do it. Um, you can also, with Facebook and Instagram, one of the things I didn't mention because I would love for churches to keep it free as, as much as they can, um, but you can sponsor a post and you can sponsor a post on Instagram as well. So basically what that'll do is it'll, um, you'll pay 20 bucks. You'll click an area to go to. So like in the Columbus area, ages 25 to 36. Um, and basically it will put that on their feed like an ad, whether it be Facebook or Instagram. It'll put that at the top of their feed through all their other stuff. Um, and it'll go during so many days, if you will. But you can get it out there via Instagram. But a lot of times you can have people also who will like screenshot it again, get that same team to screenshot it or just share it from Facebook, things like that. Okay. So um, it's not a question, so forgive me. Um, but really like the Facebook thing, we hosted a night to shine a couple weeks ago, uh, the Tim Tebow Foundation put a put a two minute recap video and it it, it hit something in the community that saw it. And 43,979 people watched that video. We're a church of 400 at the most. Yeah. But that many people saw Highway Tabernacle do this event in the community. And we didn't pay a dime for it. We just put so a video So in those situations when you have like some natural reach that's going on, right? That yeah. is, and when I say reach, just you know what I mean is um, Facebook, when you have a business profile, they um, basically tell you how many people this has showed up on their timeline. Um, so when you have a organic reach, natural reach that just goes out, people share it, blah, 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 that's the time that you want to boost your post. Right in the midst of that. Put 20 bucks behind it, and it's going to go way farther. So maybe you hit 43,000 people, put 20 bucks behind it, it's going to be like 
60,000 people. Again, just that's, a, that's the amount of people, real life, of that Facebook, if you're on mm -hmm. Facebook, that you can hit. And imagine if you weren't on Facebook. You're not hitting any of those people. They literally don't even know you exist. Unless they drive by you. Which, we used to be in a building that like six people a day drove by. Uh, because we were in a temporary facility. Now we're in a bigger building and on a very busy street. But still, they don't know you exist unless you have a digital footprint. Scott, I saw that you had a question. Uh, yeah, when, when you uh, share something, re hashtag or just like or comments or um, your congregation picks something up. I, so we encourage, I, I encourage, if we have um, hashtags with, um, so reach or even the OIM, like they have their own hashtag. We always encourage that. We have it on pretty much everything. Um, One Church has a hashtag on everything. It's just, again, <coughs> that when they click on that hashtag, it just has more and more posts. And the cool thing is when it's not just with One Church or not just with OIM, but it's with somebody else, it's, it's really cool. But you mean like when you share off yeah, of that? If I, if I share off of the church post and the church already has the hashtags, I don't <laughs> You don't need it, but it's not a bad thing. Basically, it's if somebody who's looking for your church sees that the church shared it, and then four other people shared it as well. They're like, oh, these people like going here. I'm going to go here. Because you got to always put your mind back to the thing that, like, everybody wants to belong somebody somewhere, and everybody wants to feel like they're going to be loved when they get there, and they're going to enjoy it when they get there. So if these people are sharing it from that, then they're going to feel like that. When they see that it's been shared 17 times, well, obviously 17 people really like going there. You know what I mean? Just something like that. Um, any other questions about different social media platforms maybe I didn't mention? Stuff like that. I guess I, I think I'm waiting short, kind of short. Do you, um, is it still big to kind of have everybody check into your church and all that on Facebook? Or? Oh, it shows up. Every time that your church shows up on somebody's um, timeline, it's important. Just the more check-ins. Another thing that um, you can do as the as church, like so whoever's over your social media, like I said, it could be a teenager, could be somebody, it could be a stay-at-home mom who just wants to be involved, but cannot be at everything, cannot drag four toddlers with her to it. Um, so maybe you have one person who just interacts with those people who check in. One of the things um, that I do every once in a while is I'll just use emojis. Jenny didn't talk about emojis, but they're totally okay. They're fun. They show your personality. So they're still professional, but they show your personality. Um, you've got ba Bath and Body Works, McDonald's, all those, like Nike, they're all using emojis. So obviously it's completely professional to use it. It's just we're not going to use like maybe like a smiley face every single time. We're going to use like the praise hands. We're going to use the prayer hands. We're going to use uh, the coffee emoji, stuff like that. But anyway, engaging with those people who check in. So maybe like somebody comments, <coughs> is signed in under you, and comments underneath there like praise hands that you're there. You know what I mean? Or maybe the party emoji because they're so happy that you're there. Or they just comment on it and say, we're so glad you came. How'd you like it? Or was it your first time, maybe, or something like that. Maybe you don't say that because if it wasn't their first time, that would be terrible. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to uh, mention a, a uh, capability of Instagram. It, it will give you the ability to share on Twitter and different, different it does. resources. So one of the things that um, I do is I will post it to Instagram. So I'll start at Instagram, and then I'll share over to Facebook, which another little tip to do when you're sharing from Instagram to Facebook, keep it as a square photo. Like, you can expand the picture out, so it's a great picture, so we want to make it a bigger picture, right, because it's a really, really good picture of worship. But if you keep it as a square photo, and I, the internet connection is pretty terrible here, or I would have had, like, scrolled through with you, but the square photo actually takes up more real estate on your phone. 
So when you're looking at Facebook, it's going to take up, like if this is your phone, let me actually grab my phone. If this is your phone, the picture is going to take up like this much space versus like that much space. So, um, so yeah, sharing from there, you can share over to Twitter. It doesn't share as great over to Twitter, I will tell you that. I definitely recommend just going right on Twitter and sharing. Um, another thing is, is it's not usually 140 characters. Maybe that's the reason that I get frustrated with Twitter. Twitter is because I'm like, I don't know how to fit this into 140 characters. Um, so maybe that's what it is. But yes, you can share over to them. I recommend, like the best share is from Instagram over to Facebook. Any other questions that you guys can think of? What do you think about programs like Hootsuite that like send out yeah. just one thing to everybody? Mm -hmm. So that's a great question, and I didn't go over it, and I'm so glad you brought it up. So um, about a year and a half ago, Facebook redid all their algorithms, um, which anybody with a business profile was pretty angry about. <laughs> because now, when you share, it doesn't always go to the top of people's posts. I will share, to, and, and Instagram did this too, I will share on like the OIM um, Instagram, flip over to my personal one, and I have to like scroll like seven sheets down to find it because they redid those, those algorithms. So things in that case, for example, Buffer, Hootsuite, any of those programs, because it's not Facebook, it's not going to go to the top of it. Facebook likes when you use Facebook. <laughs> Surprise. Um, but they do have a scheduling tool as well. Now I will tell you with Instagram, there's no good scheduling tool. Um, they, you can make up the post first, but you have to sign on to your phone and be on the program to get it to share. And as soon as they come up with one that shares to it, it's going to make my life a lot easier. There's one called Grum. Grum, still, that they put your, they put a little bit of their information and it pulls. Well, I do a paid account. Uh, it's really good. Yes. Well, that's good yeah. Call out to Grum, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically the only bad part about that is that it, it pulls it down farther in, in the timeline for the, uh, the algorithm. That's it. But it's, they're great for scheduling it out. And if you only have one person on the team, it's definitely it's worth it to do it, even if it pulls things down a little bit farther. But if you're trying to maybe get like something big out there, you want a lot of people to look at it, I would say use Facebook or use Instagram directly. <laughs> I've noticed this recently. Talk to us about copyright issues in music. Like, this, uh, you used to post whatever you could want, whatever mm -hmm. song, and now there's issues, right? It, it depends on what you're going through. I'll be honest, I haven't run into that. Okay, well, then I, I posted a video, edited it on my phone, threw in a, a regular track, you know, simple, whatever. That doesn't and, surprise me that you threw, if you threw in a track. Yeah, and I posted it, mm -hmm. and it's... It said it posted, then it deleted it automatically, mm -hmm. and I got a message that said, this looks like it was copyrighted. Do you have permission from the artist to use Hillsong this? Always and I was like, I am the artist. You know, <laughs> I, I thought you meant like in the actual post, like typing it out in your caption. No, There's no, nothing no. wrong with that. No, it was just the music was embedded music on the video. video. That makes sense. It does, unfortunately. When when people don't buy CDs anymore, they got to find a way to make <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know how you, how you roll, yeah. Yeah, that works a lot better for me. So if that's something that you're looking for, you know, you don't want to, you don't have a huge chunk of 
When you're talking about schedule, um, I recently listened to a podcast uh, by Buffer, and they said that if you're going to post, if you're not going to post every day of the week, to pick certain days to post. This is perfect with Snapchat, for example, you mentioned. Like if you're only going to do it on Sundays, then only do it, are you going to do it on Sundays and one other day? Make sure you pick that one day and it always be there because then your followers will look forward to that day to find something from you. Um, so pick your certain days. So for example, if you're going to post on Sundays, then maybe also post on Wednesdays and Fridays or Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays as well, just to like promo. It's good to stick to that kind of schedule because then your followers kind of look for it. And then Facebook also starts to like change their algorithm to you because they know that that's the days that you're posting. Stuff always constantly changes. I was about to say about uh, the copyright issue. There's a that's called royalty free music. And that gets rid of the uh, copyright issue. There you go. I've never run into that. Sorry. Favor of the Lord. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead. So how often do you boost that one, church? Um, it depends on the event. Um, so when Easter, we'll probably boost a few times. Because obviously Easter is a big service. Um, I would I would say not all the time, but it's, it really just depends on how often you want to do it. And and I it also I mentioned like time matters. It, it, that matters too when you do it is so important because if you're going to boost it if you're going to spend the money on boosting it you want to make sure it's when your people are on their facebook right so boosting it from like 1 a.m to 6 a.m would be a complete waste of money right. <laughs> so make sure that you're doing it on purpose or even throughout the week like i wouldn't boost the the lower days um are usually um like thursdays and fridays and i think it's just because people have a lot going on um so maybe not boost it through Thursday and Friday, but boost it like Saturday into Sunday. Or Mondays actually are a really big day to boost it as well. People just went to church, so they feel really good, and they want to, they're excited, and the message is like fresh in them, so they want to do <coughs> stuff. So Monday is really good as well. What about um, the advertising wing of that? Like, Boosting we, it. we've shifted away from like billboards and commercials to just strictly social media, online social media yep. stuff. Is that a trend? Is that what you're kind of seeing people Absolutely. Do? So I, I meant to look up the exact numbers, but um, I just recently listened to a podcast, it's the Buffer podcast. If you guys ever want to listen to a bu bu podcast, Buffer podcast gives you lots of cool like ways to do things, how them, how it's changing and stuff like that. Year over year, like McDonald's, Nike, they're constantly spending more and more money on social media. I mean, they're probably still going to do their regular promotional, um, but like one of the things I heard them talking about in the session before that was like paper um, stuff, like so putting posters up in your church, for example, for maybe like camp. I can guarantee you'll probably get more movement putting it on Facebook and Instagram, um, just because people are going to look at it. Um, so I would say, yes, it is changing. Just because people, you can't catch people's attention that long, and they've already got their phone already in their hand, so why not put it where it's at? Again, go where the people are, the people are on Facebook. People on Instagram, if you want to go back to where people are. What would you say is the biggest sell for social media? I try not to do these. <laughs> but I, so for me, uh, on Instagram, putting a lot of like words over your pictures. Um, again, it goes back to lifestyle. I, I mean, if you think about it, if you go through, if you pull up maybe um, some Instagram accounts, 
photographers are a lot on Instagram, different stuff like that. A lot of their pictures are pretty and pleasing to the eye. So if you start putting like a lot of words on those or graphics, for example, I mentioned, they're just not going to perform the same. Um, they're not going to get the look because people are just going to scroll right by them. And when people scroll right by them, Instagram pays attention to that and they stop showing them to as many people. So it's super important that you have stuff that's pleasing to the eye. And the other thing is, is once it's pleasing to the eye, they stop. So they stop scrolling for a second and then they're actually going to look at your caption. So, um, so I would say not putting a lot of words. Um, the other big don't is don't treat your Facebook page like a personal page. Don't put blurry photos on there. Put like nice, clean, crisp photos. Um, don't make sure you pay attention to the stuff in the background. Um, we used to have, used to be in um, a school and our kids' room was mainly in a hallway because we didn't have a big room big enough, so we just had it in the back of a hallway. The pictures we took in that room were terrible. <laughs> they looked so awful, and I would almost never post any pictures from there because I don't want parents to think, oh, we just put, put your kids in the hallway because that's what we care about for kids' ministry. We wouldn't do that because we want them, the kids to experience it, right? We want them to feel good about it. The other thing that we always focus on with kids' ministry is that it's safe, that it's fun, that it's clean. So you got to make sure to pay attention to the stuff that's in the background. Make sure it's, again, pleasing to the eye, stuff like that. So I would say lots of words on top of your stuff. It just doesn't perform well is the main reason. Um, but then also just paying attention to your pictures is super important. If you're going to get people to stop scrolling, it's got to be something that's worth looking at. Uh, the other thing, it's a, it's a do, but videos are continuously doing better on Facebook. I mentioned YouTube earlier. Uh, we, we have a YouTube, like a YouTube is a great resource um, to use. However, I would upload it directly to Facebook. Because Facebook likes when you use Facebook. So they're going to put it, they're going to put it at the top of people's feeds. Um, also, any video over three minutes, people are going to stop watching. They just, they don't want to watch it over three minutes. It's just too much. Even if they're interested in it, they probably won't watch it. Um, so I would say keep it under three minutes. I mean, Facebook, I mean, Instagram is like 30 seconds is really... Max. So when you're doing, when you're thinking, think about that too with like promo videos for your message series or your Easter service. Like keep it around that like one minute mark so that you can put it on Facebook and Instagram and make sure that you put it in a square, um, I want to say platform, but make sure it's square. The video is an actual square one versus like a longer one because again it takes up more um, real estate on your phone. And most users of all these things, Instagram for sure because you can barely even do anything on Instagram on like your computer. Um, but most users are mobile. So you got to think mobile. Another thing I forgot to mention is when you're using uh, websites. So on Facebook, you can put a website on there. So if you wanted to click up to click to sign up for baptism, or recently did a post for OIM, we're looking for interns. So click this click this website to go sign up to be an OIM summer in intern. You can't do that on Instagram. If you put a website in an Instagram post, nobody is going to type in HTTP. Slash. Nobody's going to type that in. So you want to use what Instagram has, and they have one place that you can use a website. It doesn't have to be your website. If you're on purpose about it, we change it up quite a bit. I recently just changed the OIM one to the intern signups. During like camp time, like camp signups, I'll probably change it to the camp one. Um, for one church, we'll change it to usually to like the most recent message. Um, so it just all depends. Just make sure to like change that out. But be on again, be on purpose. So on Instagram. We're not going to put a website on there, but if we want people to sign up, then maybe use the hashtag link in bio. It's super, like, used a lot. And then on Facebook, go ahead and put that actual link because people can click to it. So, does anybody else have any other questions?
Or if you have, if you don't have questions, that's totally okay. You can wait afterwards. Okay, so obviously your Facebook page is public, right? Yeah. Anything else I need to know about that? <laughs> no, that's good. So, um, so Facebook. Sometimes uh, people get it confused with Facebook group to Facebook page. That's a big confusion that you have. So a page is where you're going to put, like, you're going to post your events, you're going to post your service, like, super professional, like a business card. Your group, like, if you want a group, for example, um, we have a group for One Church, this is what we call the One Church Connection Directory. So people can ask for prayer requests there. Anybody can post on there and comment. But your page, it is closed. People have to be added to it just because you've got stuff like prayer requests and stuff like that. Um, and I recommend those. They just create community. Um, but the page must be public. Oh, another thing I would totally recommend, 17 people don't need access to post on your Facebook page. Amen. Because you cannot manage 17 people's language. So I just thought of something that I really wanted to make sure. Like, make sure you have the same voice. I shouldn't be able to tell when you post to when you post to when you post all on the same page. We should all have the same voice. We should all be using the same words, same language. One of the, I mentioned Voo Church earlier, they do a really good job at that. And I know they have a pretty big social media team. Um, so they do a really good job at that. It's, it's just your, it's, it's your brand, if you will. You want to make sure that it's, it sounds like the demographic that goes to your church. Or, or it sounds like at least like the people that you want to come to your church. You want it to be exciting. You want it to be fun. But if you have 17 people who are admins on your Facebook page, I can guarantee you're going to have people who use the word I over we. You're going to have people who maybe have a misspelling or grammar. And it's, it happens. I have grammar mistakes all the time. I literally have two or three people that I make sure to, like, that they look over my post before I post it. Or sometimes I miss it, and it happens. Definitely happens. We're all humans. We're sometimes trying to get a post out really fast. Um, but the less people you have in those positions to do that, the less it will happen. So I definitely recommend, like, maybe max, like, five or six, and probably out of those five or six, two people probably never even post. They're just there just in case kind of thing. Um, so groups and pages are different. <coughs> you want a page for your for your church. <coughs> groups are fine, too, but that's that's not going to be the same thing. It's going to be used for a separate purpose. It's a silly question, and you might not have the answer for it. We had somebody make a page a long time ago. Those are the worst. we lost the... Those are literally the worst. And so now it's just out there floating. And then we have a page that we're actually using. Using, right. But we don't know how to get rid of it. So I, there is a form you can fill out on Facebook that says basically that this is not who I am. Uh, we had that when we moved, um, we recently merged with a church, one church merged with another church, and there was actually four different pages for that one old church. Um, so we had to do the research, and we actually had to, you just fill out a form, and over time Facebook will see it, and they'll see that there's been no no uh, activity on it, and over over time it'll get deleted. Um, that goes to the same thing with events. It's important that you as the church make the event. So if you're gonna have a barbecue, make sure they got a great graphic with all like all the draws is what the word that I use a lot. So there's gonna be bounce houses, there's gonna be free food, there's gonna be connection. We're gonna hang out like all the draws the time, the place, and then you take that one event and then everybody shares it from there. Everybody doesn't make their own event. Because now when somebody goes to look up like barbecue at first assembly, they're going to get 17 different barbecues at first assembly and then maybe again you go back to the whole grammar being off um, or possibly just the wrong information or which one's the real church, which one's not. 
And again, it just goes back to that weird feeling in your life when you, we were looking at the dentist offices. Like, I'm not going to make an appointment with the dentist office that I'm not even sure is a real dentist office. Um, same thing. So, does that answer your question? So yeah, I would just, Facebook has forms in the back end. You've got to go through settings. It's kind of hard to find. But if you Google it, um, they give you a super easy <coughs> way to do it. So you can't get rid of it. Any other questions? Sorry I went so quick, guys. This is my first time talking in front of this many people. <laughs> Go ahead. check into the church okay. and this is why when people go to search your church first assembly and wherever um, they're gonna see all that activity they're not gonna search the event so you kind of like lose all that activity that you had does that make sense so I would say check into the church because it just gives your church a bigger digital footprint the more we can get our name out there the more those millions and billions of people can see that we exist so even if the people in your church are helping you with that by checking in or um, tagging your church or whatever it may be, that always helps. Anything else? Anybody else? If you have any questions afterwards that maybe like just you want to ask like on a personal, like specific <coughs> to your church, I would love to help. I really do believe that God has like, a, a, he's going to use this to get people into church, get even if it's not just into church, but like make people feel like they have somewhere that they can belong or something missing in their heart, different stuff like that. I have a huge passion for it. I love it. So absolutely, if you have any questions, you can come on back and talk to you guys. Thank you. Woo!